Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is August 12th, 2020, and we're watching Game 3 of this Dodger Padres series live right now. Look at that. Been fun. Been fun. It's been fun for you. Yeah, it's been great. Um, before that, though, Dave, did you watch Hard Knocks? I haven't watched Hard Knocks yet. Got it on uh, tape ready to go. All right. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I watched it last night, reason enough to bring HBO back. I thought you brought HBO back. No, I had, and then uh, that Outsider show sucked. Yeah, told Did you. Did it end up being, I, I couldn't even stand it to the end. I told you it fucking sucked. Did it end up being like an alien? Yes. What a fucking joke. I told you, it was terrible. I told you not to uh, watch it. Did you no. read the book? No, because once I started thinking it was trending towards it being an yeah. alien or like a science fiction thing, I was like, get out of here. <laughs> so dumb. We, we completely just ruined it for somebody. Oh, shit. The book's off. been out for three years. The movie, the TV show's terrible. Um, so last night, Hard Knocks is back. Yeah. It, it's interesting, right? Because I would have I watched it. I didn't know that uh, we we're going to talk about it. I would have watched it for sure. No, it's okay. We'll we'll circle back to it on Sunday. Because okay. uh, there's one element that was my takeaway. Uh, Sean McVay's in there. They show him in the pool all yoked out, right? Is that right? Yeah, playing with his dog, his uh, hot wife. Hot, yeah, smoking hot wife. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's a lot of scenes of people wiping down weights and tables yeah. and Sw- everything else. Sweeney and I follow his wife on Instagram. Big shock. And all her friends. I don't know if he does or not. I know I do, so I assume he does. <laughs> but Dave, I, I had a takeaway, and I wonder for anybody else who watches this with the Chargers being on, I had two things that I took away. Number one is they are going through, like Hard Knocks does, the front office, and I mean the office building. Yeah. It's a beautiful building that they're in in Orange County. Yeah, I've been there. And... uh as they're going through the offices and everything else, even though I'm not a fan of that team, I it bummed me out. Get I, it? I saw Alex Padilla, right? Boy, this is depressing to me. And it was depressing uh, to me as well. Yeah. Because you see that, you go, man, these were, these were good times. And people that worked in those buildings and love that team, the whole deal. What makes it feel the same to you, by the way? Because now that Phillip's gone, I'm just curious to know, is there... Is it seeing Tom Telesco? Is it seeing the colors? I mean, what yeah. is it that makes it but, feel like? But they're going powder blue. And yeah. you go, that's the way it should have been in this town. We've said it. I thought they it look was great. Dean's ace up his sleeve. This was the number one takeaway from me. The number one thing that I go, wow. And I just got off the phone, uh, had about a 10-minute conversation with Jim Trotter coming down here because I wanted confirmation from him. I think Anthony Lynn would have been an absolute star in San Diego. The guy has so much charisma, credentials because he played in the league. And the one thing is what I was saying to Jim, when you work for the flagship station, you're trying to find people that are likable, that you can promote. And it was very easy to do from a player's standpoint. There were dozens of guys over the years from a player's standpoint. Yeah. But from a coaching standpoint and an executive standpoint, it was nearly impossible because those guys were so two-dimensional. And as you're watching Anthony Lynn, Dave, just watch it and think about if he was the guy down here instead of Mike McCoy. He has a certain swagger about him. He has a likability about him. And like I said, he has credentials as a guy who played. By the way, he looks a lot different than anybody who'd ever coached that team. 
And uh, and my first dealings, or the first time I heard of Anthony Lynn, yeah. Jim was on NFL Live. Rex Ryan had just been fired. Yeah. Lynn got named the interim head coach for two games. I, I don't remember how it came up, but Jim said, Anthony Lynn will be a coach in this league next year, but I don't think it'll be in Buffalo. Yeah. It was a pretty wild statement. He goes, yeah, I remember that. And so I just said to him, if he had been the guy here in San Diego, because I think in L.A. he's going to get lost in the shuffle. It's a LeBron and Dodger town. Of course. But down here, it was Andy Green. And he would have blown Andy Green <laughs> out of the water from charisma standpoint. Of course. Uh, I just I looked at it. I, I'm not crazy to think it would have necessarily changed the vote, but maybe it maybe it changes the whole perception of that team. Okay, you know the answer to the question of why Anthony Lynn was never hired here, or a guy like Anthony Lynn was never hired here. You know exactly why. Yeah, we we you can't say it exactly, but you guys read between the lines of why a guy like Anthony Lynn was never here before, and why it wasn't here, it wasn't hired till a guy like Alex didn't know what was going on. I mean, come on, it's yeah. sad to say. Yeah, but we knew, and we talked to guys inside the front office. I mean. It wasn't just guys like Jim, because it's easy to say, you know, well, well, you know, why Jim? We know guys over the last 20 years that have turned you and I off of this team for a long time. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but it, it, today's the day and age. Come on. Let, let's be r realistic of what was going on. You guys I, read between the lines of what I'm saying. I okay? got it. But right? if you, he I mean, but you know, guy, too. I yeah. do. But I'm just saying. He would have never got a chance, unfortunately, here. If, if they hire him... What's this, his third year? Going into his third year. And, and I'm around him because I still – well, I, I wasn't supposed to cover the team this year, but now no one's covering the team. ESPN's yeah, not sending any guy me. like me out there. And so uh, but I'll say this about Anthony Lynn. He has his shit together. It's Boy. not like, you know, Mike McCoy and yeah. Norv and those guys, you could get in those press conferences and you can go, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Right. Or he's lost or he's getting exposed. Right. You can't expose Anthony Lynn. The only argument I ever against anything that Anthony Lynn does when it's fucking third and four and he fakes like he's about to snap the ball. And I'm yeah. like, dude, this isn't high school. This shit doesn't work in the NFL. Stop wasting timeouts. But that's about it. Otherwise, the guy has been outstanding. You're right. Not only is he lost in L.A., McVeigh is a superstar as a head coach in L.A. He's pretty cool on this yeah. show, too. He's got a little bit of, I don't know, you kind of go back and forth. I did. You go back and forth with McVeigh where you go, cool dude. Duh. They come back, you go, no, likable. Yeah. Like, but Anthony Lynn, for me, and I, I wonder how they both view it. Um, But, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good – I think it's going to be a good season yeah. of hard knocks. I, I really do. It, it, it always is kind of interesting doing two teams at once. It almost seems like kind of hard. Right. Because you always feel like you don't get enough of one team. Now you're going to do two teams. The one thing about Sean McVay, and I've never met Sean McVay. It just, yeah. you know, you know the story about his family and growing up in football, and he's supposed to be this offensive genius, just like, you know, the the, the coach in San Francisco, the, the same situation with uh, – McVeigh, the most interesting thing to me about him was in high school, he was named the Georgia State Player of the Year. Beat, yeah. Ca beat Calvin Johnson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but when you look at his highlights, because it sounds like a fucking joke, he right. was ridiculous. He looks like Julian Edelman. It's insane. He, uh, He's pretty likable. Like, you, you go, is this guy going to wear you out? Is he going to be P.J. Fleck? Yeah. Where you just go, dude, enough. But you, you said on there last year talking about him, how impressed you were with him that he remembered every play he ever called in any game at any right. time. He has well, that memory. 
And like I said, it, it just came out last night for anybody with HBO. I know for a lot of people here, it's bitter, right? Because you're going to see Joey Bosa. Yeah. You see Melvin Ingram. Um, Keenan you know, the quarterback, Allen. Yeah, Keenan Allen's in it a little bit. Um, but as far as the guys that once were yeah, in San Casey Diego. Yeah, Casey Hayward yeah. You know, was here for a little bit. So you see a few names. Um, but But you just... I'm watching it. And look, like like I just said to Jim, I don't know that it changes the vote, right? Yeah. But I just, I think Anthony Lynn would have been really, really cool. I, I think too. he would have been a huge breath of fresh air for that team. I think the results on the field could have been different if the result, I mean, it's the butterfly effect, right? Yeah. If, if, if two games, if he's the difference in two wins, maybe you're a playoff team. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, if you're a playoff team and things are rolling and you're getting it going, I don't know how things play out. Again, I, I don't want to make a crazy thing, but I just, uh, that was my takeaway last night was like, God dang, that yeah. guy down here would have really been cool. He would have been really special. Chargers made some interesting hires, right, over the years when you look yeah. at the the coaches. I mean, we talked about Gilbride last week, but yeah, I mean, McCoy, you and I had spoken to him, and he was, again, off there, okay? He was so guarded on there. Anthony oh. Lynn, you would never have those conversations. That's what Jim of, said to me. The, I mean, and to show you how shitty McCoy was, McCoy, when he got fired by the Chargers, had two more assistant coaching jobs, and now he's not even doing jack shit. Yeah. How do you go from being a head coach and now you can't find a coordinator's job somewhere else? It shows you he can't get along with people, and he's not good at what he does. He was fired three times yeah. in a year. I mean, insane, right? So yeah. you, you just go, well, how the fuck did you guys pick him to begin with? And then yeah. it, 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 we, we've talked about Norv, and no one ever thought Norv was a head coach. Nope. And then you, you're right. You had other opportunities where they've done really a poor job. There's nothing about Anthony Lynn. I don't think there's one guy on that Charger team that thinks I can get, get away with something with Anthony Lynn here. Uh, I've never met him, so I – and I don't watch that team or cheer for that team, so it's not like I'm reading uh, press clippings or watching Zoom press conferences, anything else. Um, so that's why I wanted to talk to Trotter. Yeah. And he said, you know, he would have been great down here because he's very cool with the media. He doesn't insult anybody's intelligence. Yeah. He knows what he can and can't say. But even if it's something that can't be said, he'll try to he'll try to he'll work with you. Right. He'll yep. work with you. He uh, he may not tell you four plus four is eight, but he may tell you, well, three plus four is seven and, and get you close. So those are guys you like. And, and McCoy didn't do any of that. Nor Norv Norv was done the day he got hired in this town. And uh, I don't know. He says something and I, I asked him about it. They they show a really great thing where he's just hanging out barbecuing, and uh, and he's talking about the fact that he had been in Dallas, yeah, and the job ended with the Cowboys. And I swear, I think he said he took a job with the Chargers, and then Bill Parcells told him, "No, you're going to Cleveland." And I swear, I think Anthony Lynn said, "I have a job," and Bill goes, "No, you're going to work for Romeo Cornell." And he tells his story, he goes, man, I'm on the flight, and I pick up an issue of Cleveland Magazine. And he said, Cleveland voted the worst city in the country <laughs> for single men. He's like, what? 
And he goes, but I met my wife there. Yeah. And it's great. And uh, just, like I said, man, just incredibly likable. It doesn't make me yes. a Charger fan, but yep. I just... Uh, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, this yeah. is the time where you and I, we had some of our best memories. We would have been at Charger camp, you know? Yeah. And when we did this where you, you get up and you go through the facility and it, it's it's absolutely in, insane. I got, I got a, I'm a, I know we're doing a basically a broadcast, so you can't see what we're looking at. But I wanted to get into this tonight anyway. The umpires in this game, Jeff. And oh, yeah. I know you were listening to the radio coming down to Jesse and Ted. But the TV, they pointed it out. It's time to go to computerized Terrible. umpires. I'm going to show you a pitch because every Padre fan has been fucked. The Padres have been fucked. The Dodgers have been fucked. This is goddamn ridiculous. That ball's on the ground, dude. <laughs> I mean, man, it is insane. We're looking at the one to Rios if you're wondering if you're watching the game. But it, it's one of those deals where... Are you to the point where dude, you have the yeah. technology get it right? Time to just go computerized umpires. Well, the problem is the what you see is just the arrogance yeah. from these guys that look these guys down. Yeah, I like Ted Barrett. Like Ted Barrett the other day um, in the A's bench clearing brawl. Yeah, when he told everybody just get back to the dugout, they'll figure out who you are. That to me <laughs> made me laugh. Like if you're in the middle of that and. Uh, I think Pomeranz and those guys just did, Sweeney and, and Barry Axelrod did an interview with them, said that Ted's a former boxer and, and kind of, you know, there's there's a difference, right, between those guys. Uh, guys that were boxers don't walk around telling everybody how tough they are. They just know they're fine. Yeah. They don't care. But then you got other guys like Joe West and Angel Hernandez and other guys they're just such an embarrassment to the game. And it, it shocks me that Manfred lets, I mean, Manfred let it happen, Bud Selig let it happen. They've all let it happen. Those guys should be the first guy out, man. Don't, it's, you're not going to do that. It's so much money involved. The technology is there. It, yeah. To me, it's like I mean, you're around the races a lot. Yeah, completely. It's, it's like having a human being stand there at the yeah, finish no line finish. and going, winner, and right. going, dude, you got it wrong. Well, fuck it. I said winner. That's what it is. Well, and then you had the situation last night with Tatis. And again, I'm going to go with Ted and Jesse, but where Tatis was picked off. And they're, they're saying he's clearly got his right foot in. And what I think Jesse made the point. He said, look, I'm all for replay. No, apologies. It was Ted who said it. I'm all for replay. Anything we can do. But you got to take it out of the umpire's hands. Because he said, if you have a guy that's an umpire judging another umpire, they're never going to rat exactly. out their friends. And he said, occasionally you see it, but on a close play, goes Tatis is back safe and he gets called out. But the other issue, and you've seen it, uh, we saw it uh, over the weekend with Patino. And there was a lot of talk about pitches that he had in the zone that he wasn't getting yeah. calls on. Now, look, I get it. You're a young guy. And uh, and I thought the, the, I thought the quote... That Jace Tingler gave last week regarding pitches being called against his team was really fascinating. Where Jace said, Look, our reputation is we're a free swinging team. And until we change our reputation, a lot of those calls are not going to go our way. Yeah. And you go, Wow. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. It's like a pitcher that can't throw a strike that's all over the place. When he does throw a strike, you aren't going to get the benefit that was a strike because right. he's been all over the place all fucking night. Yeah, to me, though, that right there, what you just said, is why you need it. Yeah. Dude, I've been trying all night to get a strike. Now I get one. You still hose yeah. me? Yes. Like, come on. Get it's it just, together. 
it makes zero sense that it's it's a major part of the game and they have the ability to fix it. They just won't. Yeah. It's very, very strange. I mean, uh, every other league has figured out this is the best way to do it. Well, it sure feels like though it's coming. Uh, I, I really mean, hope so. I feel like within five years that you're going to see behind home plate, right? Yeah. Behind home plate, you'll still have guys on the bases. But if you went computerized behind home plate and then... Uh, all you have to do is flash up on the scoreboard a green strike, red red right. ball, and the umpire will signal whatever it is, or foul tips, or whatever they want to call. You can have a guy back there. Yeah. But fuck, man, when it comes to getting it right, the square is right there. We all know better than the umpire. We're watching right. from 130 miles away. Well, and it can't be good. I mean, think about any of us in your job. If people had the ability every day to see how you screwed up. Yeah. And then they're talking about it. God dang, man. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, is the ego so big for these guys that they demand that to just leave it? Wouldn't you want it to be better? Put an earplug in. And I'm, just I'm have somebody you. tell you strike yes. strike or ball. Man, I, I'm with you on that. That is, that is funny. It is. It's the ego. I mean, I'll give you an example. Let's say you were a first base umpire tonight. Uh-huh. And the Padres are going to review your call. They go, you know, yeah. Tatis was safe. And when they're over there standing there with their headphones on, aren't you thinking going, fuck, hope he's out, hope he's out, right. hope he's out. I don't want to be like, be an asshole. I hope I'm right and they're wrong. Right. Right? The whole time. You just want to be right. But I will say, in fairness to those guys, there are a lot of times on Bang Bang Plays where they get it right. Yes. They do a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. Very good job on the basis I, I for the most part. I mean, all right, there's 54 outs in the game, right? Yeah. So how many are debated? That's true. Is it, yeah, it's, is, it's, is it for a game? That that might be high. I may, let's go. Let's go two or three. You know, right? Yeah. So what's what's the percentage yeah. on that that they're getting right? And I think that's the other. So that's probably where the umpires come from. Hey, look, if we're at a let's say ninety percent right, it's pretty good. Yeah, we all get an A, but we're told every day about the uh, the four we got wrong instead of the you know fifty we got right. I hear that. Yeah, but. But sometimes the four you get wrong are really, really important in the course of the game. Right now, as a, as we're watching this this game and this series, for you as a Padre fan, how much different does this feel? How much different does the season feel to you? Um, I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny. It's funny seeing the. I mean, there's there's marketability. Look, it all starts with Tatis. Machado yes. last night was great. Hitting the Grand Slam, huge, right? Yes. But um, I heard Preller was on with Darren today. was really good. I enjoyed that. And he Darren had somebody else on baseball-wise right before Preller. I can't think. It was really good, back-to-back. Back. Like, I know we beat up on that show a little bit, but I, I was in my car uh, from about one ten, one fifteen till almost two o'clock, and I really kudos to those guys, man. Preller was great. Darren was good with them. There was another baseball guy, and I'm mind blanking on who it was. It doesn't matter, but they were just talking about Tatis and the charisma factor and the likability factor and everything that goes into it. I mean, I thought the article that Bryce wrote uh, in the UT, whether it was today or yesterday. Um, talking, you know, just saying what a dynamic personality he is and everything that he brings to the table. I think Dave, maybe I'm crazy. I think he has a trickle down effect on the rest of the team. I believe that. Yeah, I, I do. I believe that. 
I mean, how can you not? I mean, how can you not be excited and be enthused, ready to play when the youngest guy there is basically coming every night with the best energy going? How can you yeah. not, that not pick you up? Right. And if it doesn't oh, pick you up, there's something wrong with you. I know who it was. It was Vaskersian. So we had Vaskersian into Preller. It was really good. And he was asking uh, Matt about Jace Tingler. And he said, look, man, I, I don't know. It's really Matt's answer like, hey, how much credit do we give to Tingler? He goes, I don't know right now. But he goes, wouldn't it be cool in 10 years that you look at Tingler? He goes, look, Bobby Cox had to come from somewhere. Tony LaRusso yep. came from somewhere, right? And they had to get that first gig. He goes, wouldn't that be fun if Jay Tingler? And Matt was quick to point out. He goes, I'm using extreme examples. Yeah. But but he goes, they're winning. Yeah, LaRusso is a great call, a great comparison. And, and again, obviously, LaRusso is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But LaRusso was an attorney. Remember, he did like come yeah. from nowhere. Yeah. And LaRusso ended up being a Hall of Famer. I have nothing bad to say about Jace Tingler. The way no. he talks to the media, the way he's around this team, the way he's giving guys rest with the DH, I have nothing negative to say. He's been pretty good, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I think a lot of us were like, dude, what? Oh, I think, yeah, I was. 95%. When he dropped got... that, I've managed games in my mind, and we're like, right. oh, fuck me. <laughs> right. <laughs> 100%. But but the funny thing is, like, if you're Fowler, yeah, this is why. Like, somebody asked me the other day, how is the is it a short leash on Preller? I go, boy, I don't I don't know anymore. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at it from the perspective of Fowler and and Seidler. I mean, Tingler's got him playing good ball. Like you said, Dave, he, they're not doing great other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they haven't, been, they haven't been the Padres we've been used to. Thank God, right? I mean, right. We've, it's been a long fucking time. I mean, really, honestly, as much as you guys and everybody gives me shit, n no kidding. I mean, it's been a long time to be over 500. This, to me, is a playoff team. They're playing yeah. outstanding baseball. They're, they're in every game. Every game. They're playing the Dodgers very well. They um, And the Dodgers are supposed to be the team to win the division. They're, they're playing outstanding. They're, they're right now at Dodger Stadium playing great. The Dodgers haven't lost a series all year. The Padres could be the first team to do it. I thought what Ross Stripling said was interesting. He said, man, they are a young, confident team. I agree with that. And he said, they they come in here ready to beat us yeah. every night. And yeah. he goes, we got to be ready to play them. Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. And and as much as, uh, you know, God dang, you don't help, man. You throw gas right on the fucking fire. People killing me what? about this God dang series. As, as much as everybody gives me shit, I love baseball. You know, you and I have talked baseball. We've been lucky enough to talk it on the radio as much as we love the game to be able to talk to it. We talk about it with the listeners that love the baseball as well, that talk the 98 World Series with us. We, we've had a great time over the years. I, I want to see good baseball. And yeah. right now, as good as they're playing, they can play better. You know, I mean, think about it. Fam can play a lot better. Yeah. Grisham can play better. There are guys out there that can play a lot better. Far. And, and yeah, and you've gotten guys on this team that have stepped up. That hell, we didn't know what who our second baseman was going right. to be. All of a sudden, you're three weeks into the season. You have a second baseman that nobody picked. Yeah, was going to be your second Rookie baseman. Of the year right now. I mean, I, pretty amazing. Which is crazy. You go what? You're already you're like a third of the way through the year. Yeah, you are. You're basically at 20 games. You're like, we're a third of the way through, and, and man. Where, and where did this guy come from? It, it, absolutely right. right. So as good as they're playing, they can play better. And you can say that about some other teams. There's some teams that, are, to me, are playing above their head. 
I still don't have faith in the Rockies, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, the Padres can can play better. Those bats can play can be better. The pitching's been outstanding. Zach Davies, the last couple of games, yeah. I kind of like him because it almost feels like I never saw Randy, but it reminds right. me of the old school of I'm just going to keep changing speeds and throw you off and keep you off balance. And especially after you see a guy like Paddock and Lamette and Garrett Richards, and then here comes a guy that looks like a, a high school pitcher that can right. change speeds that you have no chance of keeping your balance. Tonight's game was both guys, almost mirror images of Going each other. Back and was, forth. Was, was, it was pitching. It was uh, painting a picture. It wasn't just throwing hard. Well, and you look at, let's look at that trade. You traded Lauer and Urias. Yeah. And got Grisham and Davies. Yes. That's a great trade for it, 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 San Diego. So far, it has been a great trade for San Diego. You know what's interesting to me? And I don't know if it's concerning or not because I know he's picked some of the guys, meaning Preller. He's traded seven first-round picks since he became GM in 2015. All right. That's a lot of – well, to me, that goes to a lot of, well, what the fuck were you thinking the first time? I think it happens a lot. There are guys that you look at and you go, it happens across baseball. That's pretty fast to give up on guys. Uh, You you trust your scouts and you're like, dude, if that guy – I mean, have any of those guys come back? Frenchie's already on the DL, right? Oh, Frenchie's always hurt. I mean, oh my gosh, he's always hurt. And, and I'm not saying you traded anyone away that didn't deserve to be traded. What I'm saying is, why did you draft him to begin with? I think any. I think that's when you start firing scouts and going, hey, you gave us bad advice. We got a guy that wasn't a contributor to this team, and we had to trade him away. That's seven guys you traded what away. What you get in return for him? Nothing. To me, you haven't gotten anybody that, that's a huge star. Your biggest trade you have made is definitely the Tatis move. Well, you got Renfro. You got Fam for Renfro. And Renfro's not doing bad. He's getting a couple RBIs every game all of a sudden. Renfro's starting to figure out the American League. But, I mean, are you, I mean, you're going to go all the way Renfro back. Renfro was pretty good last year. I mean, Couldn't he played hit go- after they got rid of Renfro, after uh, they got rid of uh, Fran Mill. Which makes zero sense at all. Like, yeah, that, why, the shit. why would that affect him? I think something else was going on with Renfro. Well, I don't have any idea. All yeah. I'm saying is, I mean, you, you wh- no longer have to look at that guy yeah. over your, your shoulder. Yeah, that, it made zero sense that that yeah. would affect him. It, that's a coincidence move. What? How could Fermil Reyes affect Hunter Renfro? Was he jerking him off at night? No, I'm saying you are given the opportunity. He was given the opportunity to play and yeah, couldn't play. I, I think there was something else going on with Renfro. It doesn't make any sense that that would affect one, one would cause the other. He but, got too comfortable? He got San Diego soft? What are you saying? I don't have any idea, but if that's, I'll use that trade right there. If Tampa says to me, I'll give you Tommy Pham and uh, uh, Pagan in a deal for Renfro, or or did he go? Or they get uh, they did two different trades Mar- with Mar- Tampa. Margot went, Renfro went, ah, and he got Cronenworth in that deal too. Basically, you got Pagan, Fam, and Cronenworth for Renfro, Margot, and uh, the Xavier Edwards. Yes, and Xavier Edwards must be a stud. I got it. I can't see for shit. I got I it. I got to put glasses on. But so far, you've done fine. Hey, man, I have no problem. The The biggest problem that we've had, we've seen it with Charger teams, Dave. You can't have it both ways. Is that you've ridden with these guys and stayed loyal to these guys and given them – how long are you going to go on Hedges? Hedges oh, should be the he next He should be gone too. To go. The sad part is the guy Hedges replaced turned into be a real asshole. We were like, thank God Hedges is here and they didn't keep Derek Norris. Norris <laughs> was a dirtbag. Yeah, that's it. I have no problem with it. If you look at that and you go, man, cut bait on that guy. He's uh, He could play a double-A, he could play a triple-A, but he is not going to be able to make the adjustment. If we can get something in return for him, do it. 
And that's 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 it. Is my thing is let's not make a mistake the first time. Let's get it right the first as, as best as you can the first time, and so you aren't sitting there having to trade guys away that it. you invested in. So you look back at, at some of the guys that they've drafted just in the last few years. Do you have faith? Weathers is your guy. You know what's the deal with uh, with Quantrill? What's the deal with Eric Lauer? Twenty sixteen first round pick gone. Gone for Zach Davies, your guy. <laughs> and my point is why. Why didn't you get it right the first time with Lauer? Well, uh, let's go through your Dodgers I mean, number one picks. Uh, the Dodgers have been great. You can't compare the Dodgers and the Padres minor league system. Who Not even got? fucking close. Don't you Bunch got, of cheaters. You got you got Cody Bellinger's brother. We got the guy that's the MVP, the, the good one. Who'd you get? Craig Griffey? Jesus Christ. You guys got Barry, Bobby oh. Bonds Jr. Remember you that? Look, you look for shit to complain about. No, I'm telling you right team. now. This is what I'm saying. You make a mistake, and then you got to go chase your Nobody, fucking tail. You're throwing money after money. So here you go. Since Where? 2013. Money at Zach Davies? Here we go. Let me hear it. Here are your guys you've traded. Okay. Okay. Going back to 2011. Go J- ahead. Jace Peterson. What'd you get for him? You got jack shit. Well, tell you, me who you, you got You for got, him. you got, uh, does he, not even in baseball anymore. The pitcher, uh, Whistler, Matt Whistler. Where's Jace Peterson? Jace Peterson's playing somewhere right now. I think he's with the Orioles. He's with the Orioles right now. Shortstop, second baseman. Max Freed, fucking great. Traded mm-hmm. him away. Okay. Great. How many? Traded away. 500 pitcher? Uh, Mac Freed, 500 pitcher. Mike Freed. Will be this year. He, dude, he won like 20 games last year. What are you fucking talking stop about? Stop living in the past. Oh, my. Oh, baseball is the past, you assholes. Everyone who drops that line on me, I fucking hate your guts. Don't tell me stop living in the past. No, they. Max Freed's fucking great. Okay. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Travis Janikowski. You know, again. What? You tra- Not, you tra- f- another first round pick. You traded. These are all in the last eight years. All right. Hunter Renfro, Trey Turner, Cal yeah. Quantrill, still not in the rotation. Played yeah. great the other day. Uh, Eric Lauer. Where's Hudson Sanchez, by the way, the shortstop? Who? 20, exactly. 2016. First round pick. Mackenzie Gore, I hope, comes up this year. Mackenzie Gore is the guy I'm waiting for. Ryan Weathers, not uh, not a fan of his. I do like the last two guys you guys drafted in the first round. I say you guys because I'm taking this side. Yeah. C.J. Abrams, I think, is going to be outstanding. And I think yeah. he is going to be a center fielder. I think uh, you're going to see Grisham go at a corner. And uh, I do like Robert Hassel, the outfielder, that they just drafted. Yeah. I, but but overall, it seems like that's a lot of first-round picks to trade since 2011. All right. Well, they're going to be a playoff team this year. So they look at your opinion, they go, stuff it. You asshole. I almost had beer go right on my nose. <laughs> like you waited right for me to put it in my mouth. <laughs> no, look, the problem with this team, I mean, you just said, look, Gore, Abrams, uh, the – Robert, is it Hassel? Robert Hassel. Hassel. Nice one. Yeah. Dave, that's three out of the last five, right? Yeah. Find me, hang on. Yeah. Find me any time from 69 through 2015 where you look at and you go, that's three out of the last five. Oh, my God. You never had it. Dude, it's so funny you just said that. The Padres, and, and not to just point fingers at AJ. I'm telling you, Kevin Towers, rest in peace, was fucking terrible at this. Yeah. Horrible when you look at these draft. I can name just a few guys that they drafted in the first round in their franchise history. Dave Winfield. Yeah. Derek Lee. That's about it. Right. All the other guys, complete dog shit. Yeah. Andy Bennis. Oh, my God. Andy Bennis. You want to talk a 500 pitcher? I mean, dude, you look at this shit, how bad it is. You sit there and you go, wow. That that is just amazing how bad Kevin Towers was. When it came to drafting uh, San Diego Padres. Stayed loyal to his guys. Oh, my gosh. 
I just, yeah. It's like I couldn't even give you a top 10 of who the top 10 worst are of all time. No. Uh, who's the kid, uh, Whitson? Who's the kid that they drafted in like 20, uh, Alan Dykstra? Alan Dykstra. Remember with a bad hip from Ranch yeah, Bernard. When your best player was Adrian Gonzalez. Both played first base. Made no sense. Right. So Fuck. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say Matt Bush because his hands were tied on that one. Terrible. You know? But yeah, but it's changed. It's definitely changed. They're trending much different than they've been at any time in this franchise's history. Any time. That's what my initial point was of bringing this up. By the way, they traded Joe Ross too and Spangerbrook. I didn't bring those up. Um, that was also since 2011. No, I, it's my point. As a Padre fan, when I first asked you the question, you as a Padre fan, you have to feel pretty good for the first time in years, maybe 20 years. Um, that you have felt this good about your team. Buddy of mine said to me today, would you go out and contact the Indians about Mike Clevenger? 100, 100% I would. Right. I, I'm, Clevenger is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And But are the Indians, would the Indians, because of the way Clevenger acted last week, he's kind of a dopey dope. He is a dopey dope. But would you take a chance and... Uh, would you take a chance and go get him, and what would you give up to get him? Um, Clevenger is so fucking good that I'd give up a, a lot for him. I mean, I, when you, when you talk, what do I give up CJ Abrams for him? Yes, I, I would. would. Yeah, I would. Clevenger is outstanding. Clevenger is yeah. the guy that the Dodgers going to trade to Tease too. Oh, by the way, the guy I was going to trade him for not like fucking JT real Muto sucks. The guy's the best catcher in baseball. Still Tatis is the best Jeff player in baseball. On the beach writing about him. Dude, okay. Real Muto. No, he should. He's outstanding. He's absolutely outstanding. Mike Clevenger, though, is, is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. You put him in the rotation with the Padres to go as the, your top three with, with Clevenger, not in any order, Paddock, Clevenger, and Lamette. Holy fuck, dude, you're advancing through the playoffs. Pretty wild, right? Yeah. I mean, what's C.J. Abrams going to do up? for you this year? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. How, how old do you think Clevenger is? He's a young dude. Clevenger is only 29 years old. God, it's funny. I didn't even think he was that old. Yeah. So I, he's – He's been in baseball since 2016. I mean, the guy's one. Of, honestly, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, the Indians are super pissed. I loved how that story went down. By the way, if, in case you don't understand what we're talking about, but Plesak's was it Plesak's nephew? Mm -hmm. uh, is it is it Dan's nephew? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was Dan's nephew. Okay. Dan's nephew um, pitches his ass off. Okay. And then he goes, "What the fuck are you doing?" TV went out, came back out. Oh, look at that! Mm. Dodgers are winning. I didn't even notice. Um, yeah, three run statement. <laughs> Was it off a of statement? Yeah. Okay, so uh, Plesak's nephew, and it's embarrassing for Dan Plesak because he has to talk about it on MLB TV, and he goes, I'm going to talk to my brother and my nephew. We're going to get this straight. You know, he's... <laughs> That's <laughs> what he said. He's like, fuck me. Yeah. And he goes out, and, and he basically wasn't COVID-safe. And they said in Major League Baseball, they said all along, no one does it better than the Cleveland Indians mm. on following protocols. So you go, okay, fuck this son of a bitch. So the Indians have this huge meeting. They said Terry Francona's losing his shit. Yeah. And they said Clevenger's. Well, he's had health issues, right? Yeah. When you look at Tito. Oh, yeah. And Clevenger's the only one that stands up for him. Like, what do you guys give him shit for? Then they found out Clevenger was with him. God damn. And they're like, dude, you get the fuck out of here, too. And they're ready to, to kill him. I mean, they're so mad at both these guys. Yeah. I mean, Shane Bieber's fucking great. But yeah. those are probably your two next best pitchers you have. Yeah. I, uh, I like him a lot. At 30... I don't know what I'm giving up for him. I don't know. Because you look and you go, I mean, you want to think this team's... I mean, you've waited a long time, dude. Come on. Yeah, I'm not giving up C.J. Abrams. For oh, I am. Out of your fuck I know you are. Dude, you know what? They, do you think the Indians would do that? 100% they wouldn't do that. You'd have to throw in more than that. They're asking for Gore. 
They aren't asking for C.J. Abrams. They're I asking wonder, for Gore. See, that's what the discussion was today. When a team hates a guy, does the price go down? When you have to get a guy out of town, does the price go down? Yeah. You're going to have to give up something. Yeah, oh, you him. will. Yeah. I mean, talking about an all-star. But uh, And what's his contract? Uh, you know what? I think he's a free agent, not after this year, but after next year. Because I know the Dodgers were chasing him. Remember, it was yeah, Lindor and him. Yeah, I think he's after him. this year. It might be. I can look it up for you. It's um, but that changes last, a lot. Yeah, things, last year two seven one ERA, but he's again he's a, he's a top notch guy. He he'd be big man. I mean he'd be tough to go against the Padres against any fucking team in the playoffs with those three guys at the top. It'll. Uh, they asked Preller today about the trade deadline. Yeah. And what the trade deadline will be like? I think it's at the end of the month. It is. I mean, and he said calls are being made back and forth. But a lot are just guys starting to get the initial feel for what other teams are going to do. Yeah. I don't know, man. Do you have to quarantine if you're traded? That's a great question. I don't know. And everyone's had a hard time outside of the West. He only makes $4.1 million, by the way, Clevenger. I got it, But I think he's up after this year. He might be. He, was, he did salary arbitration for 2020. Yeah, I think he's free agent, which changes a lot of things, too. Because, look, man, for this team, you're, you're going to have to find – what the number is to lock in Tatis. Yeah. That's it. Well, okay. If Let me ask you. If you're Tatis, uh-huh. when do you sign that deal? Let's say the Padres come to you and say, we want to offer you 300. Let's get 250 million, 275 right now. Do you sign it? Over how long? 10 years. No, he's... Uh, you know what? No, I don't think he's doing a 10-year deal. I think he'd do... Uh, the Mike Trout deal where you become a free agent again? Yeah, I mean... Look, if you gave him, I mean, Dave, I I think right now, oh boy, right? I I mean, you got to see it's it's kind of. I heard somebody saying this, and and I agree with them. I think it was Junior was saying Tony Junior. He goes, man, you go from both points, right? He's like, you just want to lock the guy up, yeah. But you also got to see as much as you can see. The only thing that I would say to that is you've had him in the organization since he was 17. Yeah. You've watched every step of this kid. Yep. You saw something in him when he was 17 that made you cut a check for $30 million to get him. Exactly. Like, I don't think you should have, I think over the four years, I think you knew something then. Yeah. That the White Sox didn't. And or just chasing money, thought, hey, we'll take a gamble on this. Um, boy, I I tell you, man, if if you go, you know, is the thinking you've got two more years? You've got Hosmer. Hosmer's at twenty, but when does Hosmer's deal? It's a seven-year contract. It's a seven-year contract, but like the last. Two, it goes down. I think thirteen million or something. Yeah, it goes way down. But, well, so it's like the first. Well, it's thirteen million is a lot of money. Not, not when you're when you're figuring it all out. He's not. You've got Myers right now. One this year plus two at twenty. Yeah. Right. So twenty and twenty after this. I think you've got Hosmer. This is your three for yep. Hosmer. So I think you've got this year plus another two for Hosmer. The way I remember it, I think it's the first five are at 20, and then I think it's like the last three or 13. I okay. think he gets at 144. I thought it was eight for 144. I think you're looking at, you're going, 
if we can find a way, that's going to be $30 million off the books in two years, right? Two years from now, the Hosmer money changes by 10. Yeah. The Myers money drops by 20. Now we're at 30. What are you willing to do? Like, do you go, hey, for this year, because you're still on your rookie contract. Yeah. We're going to bump you up to 5 million. And next year, we're going to bump you up to 10 million. And then oh, we're going to do four more years on top of that at 30 million a year. Right? So you go, I don't know, I'm just saying. Okay. Four at 30 is 120. Add in another 10. Add in another five. You know what I'm saying? Stagger it a well, little bit. I understand. But at what point does it make sense for him to, or and for the Padres to go, well, wait a second. When is, how old are you going to be when this contract runs out? That's what I'm saying. How many years do you give him? Uh, I mean, look, uh, if you're figuring out money too, Garrett Richards comes off the books after this year. So yeah. that's eight. Okay. I'm, I'm just looking yeah. at moving money and I, around, yeah. right? And with a shorter season, he didn't make eight this year, but yes. I got it. But he's eight, and you can't, I don't think he's going to be back next year at yeah. eight. I got to figure you're going like we just talked about with Lamette, Paddock, uh, Gore. Gore, you know, hopefully Patino in there, and then you find somebody else, uh, Davies, whatever. But you just start looking at money that's currently on the books that could go to Tatis, and I don't think it's crazy. Okay, so how, how many years to make him sign? The deal is he's not that poor kid that's never had a lot of money. His right. dad was a major leaguer. They have that like the, kind of that Eli Manning deal. Yeah. Hey, fuck off. We're going to wait a year. You know, you, you draft us. We aren't signing. So he has you go, he has fuck you money. His family's not going to let him starve. He's already doing BMW commercials. You could go eight years. If you went, help me on the math on this. Oh, boy. Do it. If you went eight years, 200. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. Of course, he don't make it easy. Yeah, I get you. Someone's yelling at me. Dan right. Williams is yelling at me right now. <laughs> fuck off, Dan. Eight years, 200. That's 25 million a year. Oh, yeah, fuck. What's yeah, God, we're done. What's matter with both of Christ, us? We're both sitting here. Yeah. Yeah, fuck's the matter with us. Right there. Eight yeah. years, 200. Yeah. And now he's, now he's 29. He's got 200 in the bank. And he's looking at another deal at 29, right? Yeah. See, now that's a good contract to me to offer. I think that right there is worth it to offer to him. Yeah. Now, now the, the reason I say that is, yeah, he, he can wait and say, you know, fuck off. I'm going to sit there and, and wait another. What if he comes back at six at 150, which is the same thing. Yeah. Um, now he's a free agent at 27. Yeah. Ah, fuck, man. If I'm the Padres, no, I need you longer. I need you. I need you past 28. I got to get you closer to 30 years old. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get to 30. Is what I'm looking at. I don't know. I, I again. I mean, we all know what he's what he's on pace to be worth, right. which is the wealthiest guy in the history of Major League Baseball. Right. He's on pace to be the first half a billion dollar man. Well, the the other funny thing about that too is, like, I'd be I, I look at Fowler. I look at Seidler. Yeah. The first guy I look at in this deal is Fowler, and maybe it should be the other way around. But to me, he is an emotional guy. Oh, yeah, he is. And the one thing that has set him off, Darren had a funny line the other day. He said that he had talked to people in baseball that said the rant that Ron had on 1090 about James Shields, 
they figure cost the Padres ten million. Yeah. That that probably was you might have been able to do shields in twenty to get yeah. to Tease. But it, it probably cost him an extra ten. Yeah. Ron knows what he doesn't like, right? Doesn't like laziness, doesn't like Yeah. Doesn't I mean, like that's why it's successful. Yeah. So how many times has he used the phrase "heads are going to roll"? That's his, he loves that phrase. Yeah. Well, nobody's no heads have rolled other than Andy Green. No. <laughs> but but Dave, wouldn't you think then? Hey, God damn it, Woods. It's a Woods. Of course it is. <laughs> Fuck. Wondering if we mentioned him. Let's see here. Let's see what. Oh, he's uh. Uh, who's he talking about? It's oh. negative. It's me. No. Just send bullshit from Twitter. Um, let me mute him out. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Unfollow. Click. Unfollow. Wouldn't you think it's a pretty simple equation that Ron and Pete love this kid? Oh, yeah. Of course. Everybody the, does. So now they, they go completely against what Eric Grubman said about the NFL. They do let emotions get yeah. involved in every decision they make. Seidler's got legit dough. I don't know, Dave. They may just go for it right now. Okay, and we mean meaning five hundred million? Well, I don't think you're going that. I mean, because you have I mean, I heard coach say today, coach is talking about Mike Trout, and he goes, Hey, listen, he's not Willie Mays in center field. I'm like, I, I, what yeah. the fuck are you saying? Yeah, hit he another home been, run today. He had like he eight home runs in the last week. Should have been yanked off the air right there, yeah. just tased. He should have been yanked off the air when he supported that fucking Nazi with the A's right. last week. God, this guy. Fucking coach. Fucking Tory Pines. How about a fucking glass of high C and go sit in the corner? I think he's got a glass eye. <laughs> Can't see shit. I'm like, dude, are you... You can talk about any player you want in baseball. You're going you're gonna to actually make criticisms that Mike Trout may not... In center field? Oh, okay. <laughs> he's not Willie Mays? Oh, oh, okay. Right, is he not Tris Speaker too? Shut up. Jesus Christ. I Oh, and then his other claim to fame. Hey, I was at a banquet with Fernando Tatis. I said, you know why this team's going to be different this year? And he just looked at me. And I said, because you are going to play more than 62 games. And he got a huge smile. I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. It's a 60-game season. There you go. Rock again. Fuck. Can't get anything right. God damn it. Hey, I've seen. Hey, Mike Trout's a heck of a player. Not Willie Mays yeah. in center field. I'm like, oh fuck. They should have just gone. <laughs> we apologize. Uh, we heard it too. Uh, we're taking him off the air. Stand by. It's the like, Pat McAfee show is next. <laughs> just, it's like Canapa with the that Jordan. There's no Elgin Baylor. Exactly. Fuck off. Yeah, he's no George Mike and <laughs> Jesus. God, I was just like, oh, for Christ's sake. Get it together, son. Pull it together. Can you, please? Please? Would that kill you? Uh, but, yeah. So then his claim that, you know, he turned Tatis around with his motivational speech yeah. at the banquet. Great. I go, okay. Uh, <laughs> look, I, I don't know that you're going. I, I think that has to be while you're sitting in there. Yeah. Social distancing at Petco Park. I think it's got to be. An incredibly fun, fascinating discussion. Yeah. 
as to what you offer him at this stage. There, I, I tell you, man. I and mean, fans are nervous. They just want it done, right? I mean, we, well, and, I mean, you own his, yeah, you, I understand, but everyone knows every year is a year closer to free agency. I got and it. so fans want it done. And Ron can say, look, I still have him on a rookie contract. There's no rush right now. You know, there's no rush for me to sit here and give this guy $500 million right now. There's stuff we want to do to maybe fix some pieces at the end of this year. But I understand if you're a Padre fan, you know you have gold right now. I mean, you said it the other day on the show. As much as we love Tony Gwynn, by the time this guy gets done, he might be the greatest Padre of all time. Right. Again, though, I it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Let's uh, let let's set the bar a little lower and go. Hey, how long till he passes Khalil Green as our favorite? <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, Khalil Green, was when he was here, was a really fun guy for us to watch, right? Yes, it's funny you say that. He's part of a stay or goes tonight. Um, and you go, yeah, we enjoyed watching Khalil. We loved all the stories, everything else. His personality was kind of cool for San Diego. And on a team that wasn't very fun to watch, we all enjoyed watching him play. Yeah. But yeah, Tatis has eclipsed him already. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, but you yes. understand. If you remember back at that time, there was nobody really to watch. I wasn't here during Ozzy Smith, so I can't speak to that. Gary Templeton was pretty damn good. He's a shortstop on a World Series team. I'm telling you, he's eclipsed where Gary Templeton was. Oh yeah, Chris Gomez. Right? No, there's, there's no one even close. You could, no. and it's not Bill Allman. I got it. Okay, coach. Right. right, but then you start going. You know the next guy though. I'll give you the next guy where you go. All right. As far as day-to-day excitement, offense, defense, how does Tatis today compare to where Caminetti was? Oh, that's funny you said that. I was thought you were going to say Dave Winfield. Um, and and just saying, take not what we know about Caminetti today, just at that time. It's, where- it's I tell you what, it's the difference is he steals bases and he plays the glamour position at shortstop. Mm-hmm. But Caminiti, man, in 96, man, he was, he was a rock star. He was a right? fucking rock star. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it feels like with yeah, Tatis. I agree with that. But the difference being is that Tatis is 21. I think you have the same concerns about injuries that you had. Yeah. I think you feel much safer about your long-term future with with Tatis than sadly yeah. you did with Caminiti, unfortunately. But, um, but from an excitement level, from a guy that – Everything he does, like Bryce wrote in the paper, is daring you to take your eyes off the screen. That's what it reminds me of, that 96 Caminetti, yeah. a cleaner version of Caminetti. But, I mean, to start start talking about eclipsing Tony and eclipsing Trout, boy, that would be insane and a lot of fun. It's just there's a few steps to take before you get before you start worrying about those guys. One thing I, w- I want to mention before we uh, we move on outside of baseball is here's the anniversary of the 1984 fight tonight, okay? Oh, yeah. Of, of the, the Braves and Padres, which is one of the greatest moments in baseball history. No it was doubt. absolutely outstanding. I don't know what the fuck happened to Padre fans on this. Not Padre fans like you and me who love a good fight and understand mm-hmm. that, hey, sometimes it brings a team together. But look, and I'm watching this series with the Dodgers and the Padres, and I love that it feels like people are into it now in Southern California on both sides. Mm-hmm. Look, I think in the last six games, five Dodgers have been drilled. I don't think one Padre has been drilled. Yet everyone's going after Muncie and Taylor. and dude, nothing, nothing, nothing dirty has happened at all. 
What are you talking about with Taylor? He was straight on the line. Do you know he landed on a home plate? He didn't go out of the way. Mm. Best thing happened is would have been to knock Hedges out of the fucking game. I'm just saying. Everyone's a puss. Meaty fucking writes out there today, and I know Meaty's listening. Oh, this is bullshit. Why do we have a fucking uh, night game when we got to go all the way to Arizona? (laughs) I mean, what were these guys (laughs) supposed to fucking do? Well, they're going to be exhausted. This is horse shit. I'm like, dude, it takes me longer to drive to Carlsbad than for them to fucking fly to Phoenix. It's, hope they can recover. Flight? Yeah, I hope they can recover on that fucking 13-hour sleep they're going to get. Are you fucking serious? What happened to these guys? Be tough. They're being at 11. Oh, my God, They dude. can't leave the hotel. Jeez. Yeah, no, point, good point. They can't leave the fucking hotel. What do they got to do? Sleep all day. Fucking meaty. Fuck, do they even take BP? <laughs> Seven <laughs> fucking guys, and I'm like, these guys aren't 84 tough. They have no idea what Jeff and I used to witness. That 84 game, watching it, I believe it was on. I'll defer to uh, Pete and Point Loma. I believe that game was either on Channel Eight or Channel Thirty Nine. I saw and it on TBS because I wasn't here. I was in Tennessee when I watched it. I I swear, Dave, we had the right guy on the mic, and that's Dave Campbell. Because Dave Campbell, God, he had no time. He had no time for the Braves. Yeah. He had no time for Bob Horner or any of those guys. But the other funny thing with with Campbell is you could tell he couldn't believe these moron Padre pitchers couldn't hit him. Yeah. He, it's true. Over they and over could again. not hit him. Yeah. And uh, Have you seen that guy do it, that John Boy guy, do the, the 1984 fight? You know the guy throws the yeah, voices? Yeah, love that dude. Oh, it's so good. It's, oh, I gotta watch that, dude. It is it is worth watching. You're gonna laugh your ass off, and he breaks down the entire fight, everything, the whole game. It's so great. That guy is really good. Yeah, and it's the whole thing is about four minutes long, but dude, it goes every single instance of them trying to hit him. It's fantastic. I gotta find. All right, if somebody has it, well, send as soon it as we me. get get done with the show, uh, okay, YouTube it. You're gonna laugh your ass off. By the way, I want to thank uh, one final thing, yeah. and then uh, we could tell you about Dan Williams because it's hot as shit in here. Um, <laughs> got. So many 19 different fucking walls got, in this place got, all of a sudden. I got the goddamn fan on me. Oh, well, good for you. <laughs> um, I want to thank uh, Angel. It was so nice. The other day, we're talking about Godfather 2. We're doing movies, the whole thing. And a kid. There you go. Talk, and goddamn Angel's like, hey, I got him on DVD. If you need him, I got him for you. Really? I go, that was so nice. That's cool. It's on Amazon Prime for two bucks. Yeah. I can rent it. Oh, but cool. I just thought that was a really cool yeah. thing. And by the way... Thank you to everybody who is sending me these videos, Dave. They're hysterical that they're putting out on Instagram and everywhere else of the people with the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. Yeah. My kids and I are going crazy. All these guys that are grown men. There was one guy that took like a uh, a box that looked like, like a dining room table would come in. Yeah. And he balanced it on a Sparklet's water bottle. So the ramp was high. Oh, jeez. Goddamn evil just flying through the air. <laughs> These things are so great. Uh, I just, I crack up and I send all of them to my sons and they're going crazy. So thank you to all you guys. Those, and I can't get enough of 30-second fights that yes. continue to happen. Karen's gone wild and all this shit. I watch every one of them. Joe and JR and all you guys that send them, man. I just... I sit there during the day, and you're working from home. All of us that are working from home, we're all feeling it. I talked to Trotter tonight. I go, how you doing? Ah, shit. You know? 
<laughs> we're, we're all seeing it. So when you guys send those, my phone, I get all the notifications. I just shut down everything I'm doing. God damn, I laugh at everyone. So I appreciate all oh, that, of it. That's so damn funny. Just now that scene, that just where Jeff said he's burning up and I got the fan on me. I was like, mm. it's like the scene in uh, Dumb and Dumbers. Right. My hands are freezing. You want my, I got an extra pair of gloves. You <laughs> yeah. want them? Sorry. Completely didn't look up. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Look, Dan Williams, to get in touch with him, it could be one of the smartest things you do. I get phone calls all the time. I'm sure you guys do, too. The, the spam calls that say they have a deal for you, they can help you out. I'm telling you, we know a guy. Dan Williams today, again, just called out of the blue and said, look, I got a guy that that is in this situation. He called me. He goes, do you know him? And I said, I don't know him. He goes, well, I helped him out. And he goes, he called the number, and uh, it was a short phone call, but, man, he, he appreciates it. He guess he heard it from the show. But Dan can help you out, too. You call this number, 858-688-6813. Number one, he can get you out of debt. Two is he wants to help you get out of the rental market and buy a house. But, look, you got to get your finances in order. Jeff tells you all the time. Just the the peace of mind to make sure your finances are in order. Give our buddy Dan a call. Again, 858-688-6813. Well, I think, Dave, the one thing that you're seeing is that the unemployment benefits are going to change. There's talk of another stimulus check. Is that going to happen? And I think a lot of you are looking right now at money coming in and saying, man, this could be greatly impacted over the next couple of weeks. I would say your best step is to be ahead of it and make that call now to Dan because you can get your finances in order. And then when things start to turn around and maybe it's the early part of 2021, when you're ready to go and buy that house, you're going to be ready to do so. But kind of, you kind of got to walk before you run. Make that phone call today. Talk to Dan. Maybe you're lucky, man. There are a lot of people, businesses, from people that I've talked to that, as crazy as it is, are having amazing 2020s yeah. from a business standpoint. And if that's you and you're looking for a way to put that money to work, boy, Dan's the call to make. Absolutely. Brian Kerr is your guy to call when you're ready to buy that brand new home. Again, he's associated with Caldwell Banker. If you look at houses all the time online just to see what's going on, you'll see so many of them are Caldwell Banker. Well, Brian, it's even easier for him. He just calls the people that are involved if it's not him, and he can take care of it for you. Again, more than 20 years in the business, he can find you the perfect home in the perfect neighborhood. Call Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, I think there are a lot of people that are looking at the state of California saying, hey, it may be time to get out. There are just so many things that are trending in the wrong direction in this state. And if you're looking at that, you should look at the equity that you have in your property because I told you about neighbors of mine. Man, they had been in that complex for 20 years. Today, they're on their way to San Antonio. Wow. And they sold their house in no time at all and got over asking price. And a lot of you, I always say know what you don't know. But if you've thought about it, if you go, man, it might be time to downsize or I just want to get out. I want to get out of uh, maybe want to get out of the city. And you want to move, you go, hey, I'll go out to Ramona or I'll go out to Julian or I'll go wherever you want to go. Man, now may be the time to do it. It feels like these prices are going through the roof. You got to have the right guy on your side. I can't think of anybody better than Brian Curry. He's going to get you the price for that house, put that money in your pocket, 
and give you the opportunity. I mean, sell the house now. Yeah. Get an early start on 2021. You'll be glad you did. Taylor May Pool's the way to go. Guess what? A big heat wave is coming. We told you guys. Yep. Should have jumped on this. Jeff is throwing different deals at you. Alan Taylor's been nice enough to say whatever Jeff says goes. Alan Taylor wants to get in that perfect pool. What are you waiting for? 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. It's amazing as we sit here. Dave, what's the date today? It is August 12th. August 12th. Tomorrow is the 13th, and I flash back because it was Friday the 13th in March. It's my sister's birthday. And for a lot of us, that was shutdown day. That was the day that restaurants and bars and so many things that we knew and took for granted in town went away. But... Think about how different the last five months would have been for all of us if your boss would have came to you and said, hey, guess what? You need to work from home. And you go, you know what? Dang. All right. I guess I just had a brand new tailor-made pool put in. Yeah. I got Wi-Fi in the backyard. I don't have to worry about answering calls. I got a Zoom call with my boss at 3 o'clock. Time for me to play a little rowdy games. <laughs> I'm going to go back here and be the next Michael Phelps. I'm going to be the Michael Phelps of El Cajon. And instead, a lot of you are like, ah, this is going to be short-lived. We're going to be all done by April. Well, we weren't, nor were we done by May, June, July, or August. Yep. Those are all months that have gone by without a tailor-made pool. Boy, hey, look, the mistake you made in March doesn't mean it has to be the same mistake you make in August. Call Alan. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. You will be thrilled you did. All right, Kyle Fluger's your guy to help you with this website. It's amazing right now when you look at websites, and as Jeff mentioned, so many of you are at home. Guess what? People are doing everything off these websites again. Websites were huge 20 years ago. They continue to grow and be even more successful than ever because we're shopping from home. I haven't been to a Target or a Walmart since March. I do everything off everything online. Almost everything I buy is delivered to my home over and over again. And Kyle's the guy, if you're in that situation, can help you out. If you do business and your website is key, Call him, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. I've told you, man, it's one of the biggest struggles. I mentioned Jerome's the other day, but as you're building, working from home, right, I needed a computer. Boy, I struggled with the Best Buy site, trying to find computers that were in inventory. You're trying to find a desk, Office Depot, trying to figure out every, every why does every website I go on, even though I live in San Diego, say, hey, Let's find your local Office Depot in San Rafael. I'm like, what? I don't live in San Rafael. Fuck is going on here? Hey, good news. That computer you wanted is in stock at your local Best Buy right here in Oxnard. Uh, No. And the thing is, I mentioned it the other day with Jerome's. Trying to buy a bed from Jerome's. Trying to buy a computer from Best Buy. Trying to find a desk from Office Depot. While you're frustrated, you're going to stay with those guys because they have the long history. If you are a small business that's trying to get going, people aren't going to be that patient. We should all set the goal to say we want our website to be as efficient as Amazon. They're the greatest. Yep. They crush it. You order something tonight, it could be delivered tomorrow. You're going to get an email with the tracking. You're going to get an email when it's been delivered. It's amazing what those guys do. Yep. And I would look at and call Kyle and say, look, man, for my business, whether it's a restaurant, you could be a flower delivery store or anything in between, how do I do that 
so in a search engine or anything else, people find me first. Nobody better to get you there than Kyle. Absolutely. All right, here we go. We're going to do stay or go. Excuse me. We're going to do how old are they and how much are they worth. Okay. There are, uh, there's only one from August 12th. Or the other ones I'm going to throw from August 11th at you. The only one from August 12th that stood out of a name you would know. Sir Mix-a-Lot. <laughs> uh, hmm. 56. 57. All right, there you go. Two million. Twenty million dollars. No yeah. kidding. That yeah. makes me very happy. Yeah, big butts, man. Makes a lot of money still. All right, here we go. August eleventh, you're gonna like this one. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. God, I heard Ric Flair say the other night, like he's seventy one. I'm gonna say Hulk Hogan's sixty eight. Sixty seven. Wow. Okay, now Linda took him to the cleaners. Yeah. But I think he's okay. I'm gonna say uh fourteen million. $25 million. All right. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Here we go. Joe Rogan. Dude. Okay. I will give you a hint. It's Joe Rogan, what he's worth today, not what he's going to be worth next year. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe. Huh, this is a good one. Yeah. He's done really well, though. I'll give you that hint. I'm going to say he's 54? 53. 53. Okay. I think even before that deal, he was doing pretty well. I'm going to say he was at $40 million. $100 million. God damn. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a really good dude. Yeah. He came in studio at Extra. Yeah. He was on tour. He came in, and I was doing some work for Dan Henderson, so we hit it off there. And he was a really good dude. Like, yeah. I know, I mean, dude, his podcasts go crazy yes. long. But um, but that's great. I. Look, he was—he's a guy who trained, um, was doing news radio and stand-up. Got the backstage interview job for the UFC. He was so good, he became the commentator. And Dave, I, what he did for that sport, bringing it in, knowing what he did, the enthusiasm that he brought, but he just—he made that sport. He, he never talked down to the audience. Yeah. He took you in and, and kind of walked you through things. He had the respect of the fighters, the managers, and the fans. I mean, people look at, I don't know from a baseball perspective. I look at, um, from a football perspective, what John Madden meant, right, from a commentator's spot. Uh, right now, people talk about Tony Romo. But Rogan is so, yeah, he, he probably made some dough. When the UFC was sold, he should have because yeah, he's been a huge part of that sport's development. And yeah, good on him. That's cool. All right, here we go. Stayer goes. These are former Padre shortstops, which is kind of funny. You had no idea what <laughs> I was going to get into. This is the saddest list of all time, but you have to choose between these guys. Okay. First one up, Everth Cabrera or Alexi Ramirez? Oh, my God. Ah. Uh... I'll take Alexi Ramirez because I don't remember him being in trouble with the yeah, law. Yeah, and Everett uh, was driving dirty, right? Wasn't he yeah. like in the back seat of like a shitty car on the 94? Hey, whatever. <laughs> it was like really weird. Like, yeah. Yeah, you're a pro athlete. It was like when we had God. Paula Duke in the back of right. Ernie Civic. Dude, Everett Cabrera, <laughs> remember he was supposed to be so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Ah, sad. All right. <laughs> I just a lot of guests. Chris Gomez or Khalil Green? Oh, boy. Well, I like Chris Gomez, but I'll go back to what I said earlier. They, those were some pretty bad, boring Padre teams. And Khalil Green was fun to go out and watch, and he was just cool. I'll take him. Old number 10. Oh. 
<laughs> Gomi, number 10? Yes. Oh, wait. Gomi was 10. Khalil Green was number 3. Shit, that's right. Why did I think Khalil was 10? I have 10? no idea. There's a guy who drives a car in my neighborhood who has, for some reason, it says Padres on the back of his windshield. I've seen this for yeah. 15 years. It says, uh, it, it, it's, well, it's not a windshield, it's the back, um, the rear view window, win, window. And it's, uh, it, it says Padres, Khalil Green, and then just a giant number three. And I'm like, number, maybe you might want to take that off I, or dude, sell the fucking car. I saw a guy in PB today talking about number three. Yeah. Who's driving a red car and it had all the stickers on it like NASCAR. Oh, yeah. But then on his dashboard, like I pulled up next to him, he had all the stickers on his dashboard, but he had like a big number three, and it said like his license plate was like Dale E. Fan. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. Yeah. But he, dude, he had like this, he, it looked exactly like a NASCAR. Oh, that's like, funny. You go, like, I don't know that I would drive that. It's not for me. Yeah. People have probably seen that car around San Diego. You go, dude, that's kind of wild. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it looked cool. Caught my eye. All right, here we go. Gary Templeton, Ozzy Smith. I'll take. Uh, oof. I'll take Tempe just because I wasn't here for Ozzy. I yeah. know what Ozzy became for the Cardinals. I don't think Tempe. Um, I think Templeton identifies himself as a Padre. I think Ozzy clearly identifies himself as a Cardinal. Oh yeah. Numbers retired the whole deal. Yeah. Ozzy's still arguably, maybe if you're a Padre fan, you can correct me on this. I'd say he still goes down as the greatest defensive play in Padre history. The one where he barehanded it against the Braves. Just a a freak play. All right. Going back uh, down memory uh, road for you. Damian Jackson or Andy Sheets? (laughs) Damian Jackson was with us at the All-Star game. Absolutely. Okay. Eric Ibar, Clint Barmas. (laughs) Remember we had to sell this shit? Oh, my God. Uh, give me Barmas. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Some of these guys, I Eric looked them up the Ibar. list, and I'm just like, look at this. I think Miguel Tejada was a Padre, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You look at this list, and you're going, holy fuck, that guy was here? Dude, I'd take Tejada over either of those two guys. You, <laughs> you know who mentioned. I left out was Tony Fernandez. I didn't give you an option. Yeah, Tony Fernandez would have won. I'm trying to think of other guys that we've seen. Oh, my God. I don't know that Flan ever played short. Yeah, he didn't show up in the list. He didn't show up on the list. When you watch, by the way, you watch that 1984 Padre fight, you got to yeah. see what the guy says about Flannery. It's so fucking good. Dude, he just gets ragged. It, it's, uh, dude, it is so funny. You'll laugh your gutting ass off. All right. Um, other thing, keep an eye on the NHL. The playoffs are going all day long on NBC Sports Network. Yesterday, unbelievable game with uh, Tampa and Columbus. Went five overtimes before uh, Tampa won. Today was another great game this morning, Carolina and Boston. Uh, I'll say this about the NHL. Uh, this will be my final point of the night. Kudos to them. They took everything to Canada. They've run it in a bubble in two cities, in Edmonton and in Toronto. And I, I can't even remember what the, the amount of tests that they have run on officials and players and coaches and broadcasters. They have had zero positive tests come back. And uh, huge credit to them. Dave, yeah. I think the NBA, NBA same thing. has done very well. Jim said to me tonight that the NFL is feeling very good about how things are trending right now for the NFL. Obviously, the concern becomes when you're having contact and, yep. and traveling and everything else. But you'll see it in hard knocks. We'll circle back to it uh, when we're back here on Monday night. But 
you'll see what the coaches say, what Sean yep. McVay says, what Anthony Lynn says about it, and and the protocols for their team. But yeah, Dave, Jim said it tonight. You said it. Nobody's going to be there. It's going to be wild to see how the NFL covers it. But baseball has been great. Hockey did something really cool at Scotiabank Arena um, because nobody's there. In the back corners, they have like floor-to-ceiling logos of the teams that are up and look really great. Like they put a lot of different graphics in and some different things, tarps over the seats, which I think is a cool idea. Um, But, yeah, different things like that to make it very fan-friendly. The announcers have been great. So, yeah, if you get a chance – Check out uh, the NHL on NBC Sports Network, especially if you're working from home. It's uh, Yesterday, I turned on that game at 12 noon. I went to pick up my kids at 6.30 at night, and in the car, I heard the game-winning goal. It literally <laughs> kept me company for six and a half hours. Uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. All right, we'll see you Monday. So long.